I'm Gina Livy, and welcome to my podcast. That's not just about weight loss. It's about losing your weight in a way where you never have to look back. I'm going to talk in finally and forever. The podcast itself is a collection of Facebook Lives for my 91-day weight loss program that if you're following along, it's going to give you great insight and information on maximizing your efforts. We also include amazing guest interviews where we're not afraid to have real conversations and break it down. And of course, I'll be weighing in on a variety of topics. I mean, anything and everything weight loss related. The podcast itself is hosted on Acast, but it's available on all platforms like the one you're listening to right now, Spotify, Apple, and also Amazon Music. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Welcome to Spill the Tea. It's almost like your body heals itself from the inside out. I feel fantastic. After the program, I wore the sexiest dress. So much support in this community. Our Spill the Tea guest this morning has a very typical story, been trying to lose weight since she's 12 years old, done all the diet, lost and gains. But I think she's a very fitting guest for this week, week nine. Uh, The conversation's been a little heavy as of late. A lot of people realizing how difficult life can be when it's smacking you in the face every five minutes and with everything you've got going on just on your regular day-to-day, especially with where we're at in the program, it can bring up a lot of feels, issues, associations, habits, traumas, and just trying to deal with real life. Candace Morrison is our guest today. I'm excited for you guys to meet her. She's on our second group, down 28 pounds. So let's meet her now. Hello. Hi. Hi. Hello. Are we having some technical issues? Hello. There you are. Are you there? Hello. Are you there? Hi. The weird, it's just so weird. Can you hear me? Is it working? Yes, I can hear you now. Okay. Let's just go with that. It, everything was perfect. Okay. Literally one yeah. minute ago. exactly isn't that how like isn't that how life is yeah very fitting actually (laughs) very fitting okay um where do we start Candice I mean your big story is that you're doing this program you're trying to reach this goal and the reality is behind your big beautiful smile is that you're dealing with the recent death two and a half years ago of your daughter yeah yes yeah I mean, where do we begin? Because I feel like I think when I was trying to I was trying to start a kind of chronological order, but then also talk about like the biggest moment of when I really started to talk, like really kind of stuff my feelings and eat all of my feelings. And I think you had said it in the intro that I started. I mean, my mom put me on Weight Watchers at 12 years old. And so I've always battled this kind of relationship with my food to be I don't know, battling if it's healthy or not and always trying to navigate and control it and always trying to drop 20 pounds. I always felt like I was walking around as a good hearty farm girl, like really stocky and 
you know, like got the fierce thighs and the big booty and always trying to trim that back. And then there'd be sometimes that I would succeed and then times that I would just gain it back. And then really, I mean, then the fast forward to about two and a half years, probably a bit more now. Um, that is actually when the biggest thing happened for me, my biggest grief, my biggest trauma. And I, I, uh, I don't even know how to start it. That's actually when I just kind of started not caring at all. I didn't, it didn't. It's waiting to see if she comes back. Hello. Hi. Ah. Hi. <laughs> like, ah. How is this the thing? We ran through where, the drive. We did like live? a, a run, a pre run. I'm in, I'm in, do you live, do you live in the middle of nowhere? Okay. I must. I must. <laughs> no, I don't. I just, and I did the drive one with Kim and it all went smooth. And she said, this is great. And everyone's saying it's great. And now when it counts the most, <laughs> it still counts. Are we okay? It still counts. Well, I can hear you now. <laughs> okay. Well, these disruptors, maybe that's helpful. So that's, you know, that's when I started eating all the things. And what I actually ate was my daughter's favorite things. Her very favorite th things were Skittles and Miss Vicky's chips, salt and vinegar. <laughs> well, she's a girl after my own heart. I know I love my chips. Well, yeah, she's, she's got good taste. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So just to recap, um, so, so Weight Watchers, when you're 12, what a typical story, trying to do all the diets and then this tragic thing happened. And then I'm assuming that you're now recognizing, obviously coping, right? I think the big question for you, and I say this all the time is weight loss can seem so insignificant when you're dealing with something so much bigger. So how do you reconcile that? Like, how, how do you reconcile that? Well, I actually think this is the biggest thing that I've seen with this. Gina, your, your program, I think what made it so different, I, I felt so, I mean, I guess the other part of the detail is I had a failing relationship that I left. So I was single again. And I think that's actually when I took a moment of, I get to actually kind of live on my own terms and I get to pick and choose according to what my, only me, my desires are. And this is the first time I've ever lived alone in my entire life. So I kind of felt like a little energized of I'm ready to start making some big changes. I know I can't fit into anything. I've had to go up a couple sizes. That feels so frustrating and a little bit hitting at my shame points and my, and I was like, okay, I kind of had that, like, I don't even know that, that, that reckoning of I wake up in the morning, I'm like, okay, that's it. I'm done. I, I need to do something fast and ride the fast stuff. And I don't know if it's because I'm older now or my body's different, but it was not dropping any weight fast. There was no such thing as fast anymore. And a friend of mine had actually said she just dropped 12 pounds and she's feeling fantastic. And of course, when I'm asking her about that, she said, well, she's on this Gina Libby program and she's like, and it's like this thing. And she was explaining it. And I'm like, well, she's like, well, I'm just going to tell you today's the last day to sign up. So if you're going to do it, you should probably do it now. I'm like, well, okay, well, hurry up. I'm just going to do the thing. And then I did, and then I took it on like a major course. And the one thing I think is not even reckoning this idea of having to lose weight after this biggest trauma, a biggest grief of my life. It was actually like, I started seeing now that I need to heal the biggest um, coping or, or maladaptive coping skill, I guess, of like, 
I, I actually, I mean, I do feel all the feels and I definitely felt very, very present in my dance with grief this whole time. And also instead of doing the things that are healthier coping choices, I also like, and now the bag of chips begins and now let's grab more Skittles. Like now let's go through McDonald's drive through It wasn't, you know, let's manage my stress loads. Let's manage my grief and, and, you know, dance with the grief. And it wasn't all of the things that are, let's make sure I'm checking in on my sleep. All of the things that helps kind of cope with over life, the whole life as a whole, it was more like managing moment by moment. And when things felt too overbearing, eating placated it. Yeah. Were, were you aware of all these things? Like, how did you, was the, the program help bring awareness to this? I'm trying to think. So spring program, we would have brought Dr. Beverly on. She would have been talking yes. about all this stuff. Like, how much did that play a role? That played a huge role. But what's interesting is I think, I, I hope I'm right when I say it's week three. There is a week that you start bringing in the four questions. Is that week yeah, three? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that is actually when I stopped and took like, you know, when the light bulb moment comes on, when I have been a yoga teacher for 14 years, I've actually assisted in yoga teachers training. I have all of these. It's been, my, it's my life. It's, a, it's not, it's like, this is my thing. And I work so hard at being mindful and aware, living a life of purpose. And I was like, holy shit, I don't do that with my eating. And it didn't occur to me until that week when I was like, do I know what, why I put this amount of food on my plate? Do I know how I'm going to feel after I eat this? I, it's never once occurred to me that to even spend the time taking these questions in. So that was probably my first wake up call of, wow, this is, this is going to be different. It feels different. I treated it like an, um, like my best course. And I was going to be the valedictorian of weight loss for the spring program. <laughs> and very quickly, my body told me other showed me otherwise, because like I drop quickly. And this is what I started seeing. I drop really fast. And I'm, I feel super successful. And then I plateau forever. And then I'm like, Oh, so frustrating to see nothing happening on the scale for weeks and weeks and weeks. So that was kind of my first round. And I think it was Dr. Beverly, but I like truly Gina, it was the, it was the four questions. It was actually week three that, that, that was a big wake up call for me of like, I try and be mindful with everything I do. And now it's time to be mindful with my food. And because I live alone, I actually got the opportunity to sit quiet with my food and eat alone for the first time to, for nourishment instead of chatting through it, like for entertainment or considering somebody else who wants pasta. And then I love pasta and then I eat three bowls of pasta. You know, it, it's, it's a very different experience. Like, can we talk about those plateaus for a second? So you lost 20 pounds in a spring group and uh, fall 7.8. You have 16 pounds to reach your goal. So like, to, you know, people get frustrated when they're having those plateaus, you know, just live in everyday life. You know, obviously you're dealing with a little extra there. So how did you get through the plateaus? What would like what what was your thought process? Did you do anything different? Everyone wants to know how do you break a damn plateau? <laughs> when you want them, you need them. But that doesn't mean that they're easy. <laughs> I don't even know if I break them. I just wonder if I have the patience to ride the wave because I feel like I'll tell you this last time. So this round two has been the longest, the longest time that I've spent. And I actually dropped a couple more pounds and then packed a couple pounds on. But so I, I feel like I just, I'll tell you that I had to, I can't see the, I can't see the benefits and my gold star on the scale. So I started shifting gears into what are my non-scale victories and really honed my focus to here and thought like, if I'm going to get any kind of, I don't even know what, 
awareness or I, I want to say like the perks of staying on program, what's the carrot for me? It's no longer the number on the scale. It can't be because that's not feeding my ego at all. I now need to shift gears. And the other part that I've done in this, this um, program is I started weightlifting. And I will say that even though I've only lost this amount of weight on the scale, my body composition has completely shifted gears. And the weirdest thing is that it's nobody made mention of what I look like in the spring program. Nobody said a word to me. And I thought, well, that's frustrating. And also probably on par because we don't talk about our, our shapes and what we look like anymore. Like nobody compliments each other on, oh, you look like you've lost weight. That's just not part of what we do. So I was like, okay, so that's just the new world and I won't get my validation. But however, even though I've only lost less than 10 pounds in this program, I was astounded that now everyone's going, Candace, what? You look so good. What's going on? You've lost a lot of weight. And I'm like, really? Now, now I'm getting this kind of, people are saying things now and I've dropped almost three sizes now. So it's not, it's not, it's not parallel. So I do think that that's probably my biggest motivator. So it's like, I see it as, um, I'll tell you, like, I'll confess that when I hit my plateau in round one, I started eating less and less and less thinking like, that's going to change the scale. That's got to change the scale. I ate and it didn't. It just made me angry. And then also at the end of the night, I found that I was going straight for snacking and not caring. So I was like, well, that's not working. So this round. No, not at all. It does the opposite. And so for this round, I was like, well, I'm just going to ride the wave and stop making the scale to be my main focus. It's, it will tell me some information, but not all the information. And that is from listening to you every day of sharing that information with us. So the scale is only one source of information. It's not the end all be all. Yeah, because it's amazing how much your body can change when that scale isn't moving. But that's why you have to focus on those non-scale victories. And that's the that's the difference between scale isn't moving, but there's so many other things happening between nothing is happening at all. I want to talk about the body positivity thing, because you mentioned being a, a yoga teacher and you even offer uh, body positivity classes. So talk about weight loss, like being someone who's body positive and still wanting to lose weight, because I think people are still kind of getting it sideways. If you want to lose weight, it doesn't mean that you're not accepting who you are. So what's what's your thought process on body positivity? Well, I think my body, I think I do believe that there's something called health at every size. I'm a full subscriber to that. And I do feel that all this entire time that I've been a little bit beefier, I'm not your typical, I'm sure not your typical yoga teacher. I'm five foot two, really stocky. And I think I'm a really great weightlifter. And I look like I, like I feel like strong and I really identify as being a strong person. That still means I qualify as being a healthy person. There's like, I keep a lot of things in check. Yeah. I'm very mindful. I practice a lot of mindful. That's health at my size. Um, also though, I really play with the idea of discipline and what discipline means. And I want to feel like it, it doesn't have to be an all or nothing. So body positivity and also wanting to, to lose weight doesn't mean that I hate myself. It also means that I don't feel comfortable in the skin that I'm in and it's actually inhibiting me. Um, I have a sizable belly. It inhibits me from doing certain things that I want to do. So I think accepting and loving myself for the journey I'm at now and also continuing this journey and bringing in the idea of discipline to stop and pause as to the motivations that have me eating is loving myself. Yeah. So that also positive to like to slow down and stop and figure out what is my motivator for putting this extra piece in my mouth 
when I'm already satisfied, I've already, you know, and, and it could be something delicious like the bits and bites. And I know we're talking at this phase of the game that we, you know, a bit, a few bits and bites on the weekend isn't going to destroy our entire progress. And so we had, you know, the wrap up of a big 40 day challenge and there was cake that was baked. And I'm like, oh, I'm having the cake, you know, like that we are having, we are eating the cake. And that was okay. And I didn't have to eat the whole piece of cake. I didn't have to. Now, however, I did. But I know that at some point I'm like, okay, so this, I'm just going over, I'm just going to finish the cake because it's so darn good and also not berate myself for doing this. Yeah. I hear you. So yeah. what do you, what, what's your, um, what do you, what do you love? Let's start with what I was going to start with. What do you love about the program? But what do you find most difficult with the program? Um, so the right now i'm really struggling with completing all of my stuff in the app actually um and i think you brought this up at some point there was one of the mornings i was listening i am so grateful that you have a podcast that i can access through the rest of the day because round one i could actually um listen to the my schedule worked that i could actually listen to the live every single morning and i was the best student out there and i made sure that i was round two i'm over scheduled and this is what you had said there was something that you were speaking to and you said, why, you know, if you can't follow the program, then are you overscheduled and why are you? And I was like, oh, that's me. She's talking to me. And I was like, I am overscheduled in the fact that I've actually opened the yoga room. And so now I'm working different jobs and managing different, different pieces. And there's a lot of moving parts and I'm super busy, more busy than I've ever been before. There's a positive outcome on the end of it, because I think I, I really believe in the yoga room and the thing that I've opened up. And so I really want to give this a fighting chance, which means that it's my needy child. It's my blood, sweat and tears. And also the price that I'm paying is that I can't tick off all the boxes. I'm probably a C minus student right now when it comes to being able to complete the app. And I'll go back and look at the end of the day. And, and I sometimes I'll just skip those. I'll skip the um, what we're to check off or what we're to add in. And I stay on track the best of I can, but also realize that I actually needed to have a bigger, broader view to what I'm doing. And so I'm going to show my camera really fast. I'm going to turn it. I have a giant calendar <laughs> I drew by my, on the wall for the rest of the year. And this is where I'm adding all the things I'm doing. So you can see it. So I can see and I can also see the bigger picture because I am at a standstill. So I'm like, am I having too many bits and bites? Am I am I overdoing it? Is it because I'm not managing it? Is it because I have a lot more stress in this session than I did in my previous session? Also, is it because my body composition is changing because I'm hitting the gym? I'm lifting weights. I'm recovering an, a meniscus tear knee injury. And that kind of has shifted gears. Also, my body is healing and. I think there's all these additional factors to consider that I didn't have to consider in the first program. Yeah. 
We love our pets, but when the floor is covered in fur, that's harder to love. Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has powerful 8,000 PA suction to make hair vanish from floors in just one pass. Plus, the roller brush has automatic detangling for easy hands-free maintenance. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. What's your why? Yeah. Uh, my wife started off as, yeah, my why started off is because I wanted to like be able to do it, win, do up and zip up my winter coat. Now I want to be strong. Now I want to actually like have longevity in my life. I'm 50 years old. I have a meniscus tear. I have all of these things. The very fact that I am trying to manage the biggest grief and trauma in my life, I know are targets and hits to my body as a physical level. I now want to be strong and healthy for the longevity. I feel like that's the long game. That's my, my forever, finally and forever. Yeah. How are you feeling about that? You're 16, you're 16 pounds away. And how are you, is that 16 pounds, 16 pounds to go to reach your goal? How are you feeling? You're feeling, you know, so many years of dieting since you're 50 now, since you're 12, what's, what's different this time? I think that I'm approaching it. It's become a real mental game for me in this session of like trying to figure out and be really mindful. And so I think it's, it's the mind game. You spoke to it before and, but I feel like for me, the mind game is, um, why, pausing between what I want to do to what I'm actually going to do. And this is listening to an internal dialogue, an internal body sensation feeling, trying to figure out those parts of me, what is moving me? What's, what's, what's my motivation behind putting the next bit in my mouth or not caring about my sleep or, you know, all of the things that help derail is it derail deter deter me from my ultimate goal D distractions from going off of the good path all of them yeah <laughs> you all talked of, about yeah, that. All, all that one of the things that we don't talk a lot about is what you're saying is that we had, we talk you know we talk about anxiety and feelings and all that but people aren't talking about how their thoughts are connected to how they feel in their physical bodies. And we have that intuition you think is in your head, but your intuition is also being in tune to your body and how your body's responding. And if your body is telling you that it doesn't like this, doesn't like that, it's uncomfortable with this, uncomfortable with that, you can really learn a lot from that. I love that you were even just bringing that up. Where's that sense of awareness come from? Well, I mean, if there's, if there's that thing that, you know, that people speak of, of the gut brain access, I really just think that if we could kind of pause and pay attention for me, I feel like it lives in kind of, I don't know, in my, in my stomach area, like right below my heart, I can feel like I'm listening to this. If I pause and listen, I mean, this is the other thing that I clued into in this session with you, when we were talking about your body will give you signs. And this was a big, another big kind of aha moment for me, Gina, when I was like, I don't know when body signs, I don't actually know when I'm full. I don't, I, what does that feel like? And when I started eating in silence and paying attention, I realized I'll actually take a sigh. And I'm like, oh, I was so excited of like, I, I can recognize for the first time, I'll, I'll, I'll pause and sigh with my food. And I'm like, well, I wonder if that's my sign of like, now I'm satisfied. And it comes a heck of a lot sooner than I ever realized it did. Why, why would I? And I have, why do I keep eating? Because it's delicious. However, I feel like 
I'll be disappointed if I don't finish the meal because it's so darn tasty. But I'll also be disappointed if I overstuff my face and I'll feel disappointed that I ate beyond my satisfy my satisfaction and my body telling me, Candace, we're done. We're, we're satisfied. We're in a good way. So either way, I'm disappointed, like either way. So I might as well meet it and, and also honor my body. Also pay attention to what my body's needs are instead of trying to override it with my, but it's so darn good. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. How would you describe how you feel or have been feeling while doing the program? Um, I will say that the first, in the first um, session, I actually felt like I was winning at life. Like it was very validating. The scale was trucking along in a really, in a really good way that worked for me. This time around in this session, I have been really having to slow down and pause and pay attention to what you're saying. And so this session, it's actually slowing. Maybe that's what it is, spaciousness and slowing down. And that part has really made me feel like I'm taking my trust back to myself, like healing, healing my relationship, not just with food, but also with myself, because now it's like my body's telling me and whispers what I need. And I'll, I'll actually listen. That's a huge to me. And this is where I think when I finish off with my bio, Gina, is that this I know is supposed to be, I, sorry, this is touted as being like weight loss finally and forever. But this is much bigger than that. This is actually like, it's healing my relationship with myself. And that to me is like far, far more impacting than a diet is significant. Yeah. So much more than just weight loss. I mean, I think, you know, we've been talking about a lot of positive things and how amazing you are, but you know, it's, it really is about working through some big feels. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you can't distract and when I can no longer distract myself with stuff in my face and eating the feels, then you have to feel the feels and it's not pretty, but it's also not forever. And I think that's probably the biggest, the biggest piece is that the feels can be really overwhelming and all encompassing. However, what I have learned is that it's impermanent. It doesn't ever stay that intense forever. As much as it feels like it's lasting forever, it never does. And we can trust and I can trust that there will be a moment. I think, I mean, this is going back to the big feels, which goes back to my biggest grief. And the one thing I describe this as when I talk with my therapist is that I've given birth to my kids. I've had the experiences of labor and delivery, and this feels like contractions. And then those releases between contractions that gives me respite. And the contractions are so, they riddle my body, mind, and soul. And then I get the break. And when I get the break, I feel like I can breathe and laugh and have joy and happiness. I have two other kids. I get to spend time and feel rich in my life. And those are the bigger things, the bigger picture things that feel so much more satisfying than eating my feels, <laughs> just stuff in the face. I, um, there's a couple quotes, a couple of things that you said here. Um, the first one is you were brainwashed by the diet culture. And I'm just, I'm just reflecting if you can imagine going through what you're going through and starving and depriving yourself and neglecting yourself even more, that would just... I don't even want to go there, but you were brainwashed by the diet culture to think that the scale 
was the end all be all and that you should feel bad until you reach your goal. I mean, let me read that again. I, I have... What? <laughs> I said, did I say that? Because that sounds really impacting. <laughs> that hurts my heart. <laughs> It, you know, it, it hurts my heart, too, because when I read that, and I'll read it again, brainwashed by the diet culture, this is everybody, to think that the scale was the end-all, be-all, and that you should feel bad until you reach your goal. I was just, we really had to stop when we were going through our notes for the show and take a minute with that. The other... Um, it, I'm going to tell you that... Go ahead. Sorry, I'll just say really quickly, I... I think what I needed to do was punish myself. It needed to be punishment. Diets, exercise was military self-flagellation, perhaps. Maybe I, I don't know if we'll go that far, but definitely because I did not have my ideal weight. And then once I did, then I could celebrate. But until then, I wasn't to. And that's actually about deprivation, which is so opposite to what this program is all about. Yeah. The other thing, you know, that that really struck me was this concept of your aunties and your mom, you know, just always on a diet, always the topic of conversation. And the first thing they would compliment someone on when seeing them. I was just like, that's really big too, right? When we, we talk about when our, you know, our moms, my mom didn't, but what we've heard so many times put you on Weight Watch was at 12 and, but we don't, we just think about our point of it, but what it does to us to have the conversation be constantly about weight loss and you're never good enough. So you're just constantly trying to lose weight. And then when you do lose weight, someone compliments on how amazing you look and then how you were like, no one was complimenting you. And you so said, because that was your expectation. I just thought that was really profound as well. It is profound. And the other thing I'll add to that is I was also told, if you could lose weight, you could be a model. You're so beautiful. If only you lost weight, you could be a model. And that part, I think being told that when I was little helped feed that, well, I'm not good enough until the scale dictates I'm good enough. I, I, I think I really internalized that because that started at a really young age. And it was like it, it diet culture riddled my my the women in my mom's family and it was the, what they talked about and when there's other people that were not in the room it is also what was talked about oh did you see so and so i think they're gaining weight what is you know like and so it because it was so part of this and i definitely got swept up in all of it what would if you could go back if you could go back and say something to your younger self about where you are at now, what would you say? Wow. Well, this is toxic. Don't listen. I would definitely pull that 12 year old out of there and say, you're still growing. You're, this has nothing to do with you and everything to do about your mother. Your, your mom's insecurities is being poured upon you and it's not about you, my dear. And also you're beautiful as is. I love that. Um, I know that our, our community loves you just as much as you love them. I know you're a big part of the community. Um, what, what do you want to say to people listening right now who may be struggling with something? 
Oh, probably the same thing. It's just probably the same thing of like, you know, that this is a journey. And if we're in it for the long haul, if this is the long game, then really with the, you know, giving your body its nourishment, what it needs, the sleep, the, t- the t- taking care of stress, all of this will help not only with the program, because that's already kind of tried, tested and true, but this is way bigger. This helps you with managing your emotions and being able to emotionally regulate like all of the sleep and and nourishing your body and not having it be about, you know, d- deprivation or or, you know, going out to over exercise because we happen to have too many bits and bites on the weekend. All of this with rest and meditation and taking care of our stress helps us as ourselves as a whole. It's a holistic approach to life. So I feel like, I mean, and listen and listen to your your daily insights because I think they're fantastic. They're what, they're, these are the, they're the conversations that you have in every day with, with your check-ins. I love these. These kind of keep me back on the good path. And also how, you know, Gina, how you've been so raw and authentic. When I listened to it in the fall program, I was listening to you as you were going through your big grief and holding your family up. And I'll tell you, there was times that I was sitting there in the forest walking going, fuck yes. I am so grateful that you share this because it also, yes, me too. And it feels so good to be in a group of people who are open and and exposing themselves and being vulnerable and then the rest of us being able to support and hold each other up because that's the only thing that's going to help us so good so good well we're all just very real people on very real journeys and you never know what people are dealing with or working through you know and and weight loss we've been taught is just this trivial thing that everyone was working so hard to accomplish and it's so much it's so much more than that. And, you know, just I know our connection wasn't great uh, te- technically, but I think our connection and your connection with our community speaks volumes. And the fact that you would take time to share your story, because I know how, how vulnerable it is, it means the world. And it just that was my hope for everyone listening today is that everybody is going through something. And if we can find little bits of hope or glimmer, um, as Dr. Dina Kara Schaefer said, you know, in our days, in our conversations, in our connections with other people, it can, it can make a big difference. So thank you so much. Please go back in and read the comments. Where can you send us information on your yoga room or what, what are you doing that you're working so hard on? How can we support you there? Oh, Gina, that's so generous of you. Thank you. Um, I guess so. I have a little yoga studio in Ajax. It's called the Yoga Room, and there's the the website is theyogaroom.ca. And I'm building a community that's for all the diverse. the 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 teachers are diverse. The students are as well. I also do a 40 day challenge in which we, like you know, choose to live lives of intentions and do you know women's gatherings, women's circles, and we all come in body positive, all different aspects of our body limitations with joints and aches and we make space for everybody. So thank you. Thank you for that. I love that. Yeah. We'll put your details on the post. Uh, please keep me posted. Uh, maybe I'll stop by and do a class or something sometime. Um, you're, you're absolutely gorgeous. You. You're inside and out. Thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Thank you, Gina. This has been an honor. Oh my gosh. Ah, I wish the connection um, would have been so much better, but the, isn't that just life? 
is sometimes it's just you're riding that wave. Sometimes you're falling off the wave. Um, just massive thank you to Candace for sharing her story. You can actually read more about her story attached to her Spill the Tea poster if you want to. Have an amazing rest of your day, everyone. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.